All right, cool. So, wait, so where are you from, bro? I'm in Washington, D.C. I was uh, in New York for most of my career, but, you know, I got by the wolves here, so I'm independent now. Right. I see on your on your IG it says uh, you're you're blacklisted. So uh, how'd that happen? Uh, story short, so in 2020, I won Artist of the Year from the Eileen Kaminsky Family Foundation. So this is a fine art circuit, right? And it's really weird that there's like a painter literally makes images that's getting acclimated with this red pill sort of space. <laughs> but it happened that way because the imagery that I focused on was like very masculine. It's like masculine aesthetics and art. You know, I, I grew up doing martial arts, you know, um, so a lot of fighting culture, a lot of painting this like warrior-esque culture. And eventually, uh, you know, as I was getting this attention from certain magazines, I pushed back and shared my values and they, they didn't want shit to do with me, you know, that shit. So, yeah, yeah. I So I, I remember watching actually a, a few years ago um, on 21 Studios, you were a speaker at a seminar. Um, and I listened to some of the things you spoke about, and then you actually wrote, uh, reached out to me pretty recently, um, because of that viral video, I'm pretty sure. So, yeah, 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 yeah you're crushing it, man. I love that. I love that. So, yeah. So, uh, if, to the audience who are, who are first listening to you or just finding your work, um, what do you do and, and who, who are you? So by trade, what I do for work is I'm a painter. I make art. Mm -hmm. Uh, this is what I do for a living. I work with galleries and my whole thing is trying to put beauty out into the world. But that implies a lot of philosophical context. So I sort of have one foot in the cultural influencer space in conjunction to that now. Now, most of my time is dedicated to me actually making beautiful paintings. So I'm making art. That's what I do all day, basically. But I pretty much have made the same enemies that are against you, which is all the wokesters, all the whores, all the uh, <laughs> uh, lesbianic feminists, like they basically don't like me as well because the gallery scene is so social justice oriented today. It's all collectivism anyways. So I'm like this weird uh, visual art philosopher, misogynist sort of character now. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, man. I, yeah. I remember when I, I, was, I started just by creating uh, just content online, just speaking about my opinions. And then I got canceled in school. My whole school canceled me. Whole state of California, bro. Oh man. Good. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, that's when I started doing this. You know, I guess. Well, I well you know, Logan, that, that's just uh, like that's kind of how, you know, there used to be rite of passages back then for masculinity. There's a book called Iron John that really extrapolates this. Like men used to have to undergo rite of passage to be considered credible men. Now we don't have that anymore, right? So, in other words, in this culture that we're in being a real man is being a defector of the mainstream narrative so you're you're actually a man by being ostracized by this culture you see what i'm getting at so yeah like please yeah no that, that makes 100 percent sense yeah especially today it's like most things are more spiritual it's more spiritual war than physical 100 percent, and that, that i see a big part of the reason why um i've God, like when I spoke at 21, I remember when they contacted me, I'm like, well, I mean, I, I comment about some of these issues, but I'm not necessarily like a red, I'm not a pickup guy. I'm not, I'm definitely not TradCon. People think I'm TradCon, but my problem with TradCon is most of those guys are 
doubling down on trad con aesthetics to compensate for their masculinity because they can't pick up any they're not sexually attractive you see what i'm getting at so i i had a hard time identifying with any of these groups but for me it's more philosophical and i study culture and i grew up under classics and when you read any of the literature about the fall of civilizations it's always this there's there's a matriarchal force that comes in and ruins everything so for me i was like i always understood this art historically but now seeing this now that we're living in Kali Yuga, we're living in a time where we have to witness all this. You go, oh, shit, you got to start speaking up, man. Right. And the one thing I noticed, I went to a school with most most Asian kids. Um, and obviously, we're, we're both we're both Asian. Um, and simping is something that's it's very, very common within the culture um, of of Asian people. I mean, just people in general, overall, all, all men, but. I see uh, it's very it's very common though with Asians. Why do you think that is? Oh man, it's 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 a shame because uh I mean look, I, I don't know um how how dicey I can be here, but I'll say that like I first of all I believe race is real. And a part of that is that we have uh different predilections because we have different genes, and I mean that in regards to our, our brain circuitry and uh, a double edged sword with Asian people is that we're very disciplined to the point where we, we often tend to be collectivists as well because we, we, we fall right in line. Now, the good thing about that is like, here's a positive example of that is like the rooftop Koreans during the LA riots when there was so much chaos going on. It's probably the, the most recent American militia forming together. It's one of the most American moments in recent history, which is literally Asian people getting together because a local Korean radio station literally said on their platform you know if you want if you're a father listening to this station come to the gun store you'll get a free gun to protect your family and your your daughters and go on the roofs and it's a fuck around to find out situation and the next day k-town was good so it could be a good thing but it also goes in the other direction where the state recognizes you can sort of brainwash people at a mass scale with that so um yeah, if we can get a hand of that, we'll be, we're like the most base giga chat people in, in regards to what we could do. But the problem is that it's a double-edged sword, you know, it's a problem, you know, but it is what it is, man. This is why we got to speak up. We need more um, uh, Asian men in the public sphere. That's true. Because like, I, I have, like, I know a lot of, um, I have a chat room full of like these like super jacked killer ass Asian men, but the challenge I see also is that like, this definitely not normalized. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I was talking about that with Justin Waller as well in the car. I realized most guys Man. agree with with uh, with all the things that we we say. I think the biggest issue though is not not the fact that people don't agree. It's just a lot of the people who agree are very quiet. They're still very fearful. Fearful of getting canceled, fearful of... Because here's the thing, man. Cancel culture is not like they just cancel you. Bro, they go after your family. They go after your job, your ability to make money, right? They go after every little thing that you didn't even think was possible, but they'll go after it. Um, and so it, it's a big fear, man. And I think uh, that's the biggest thing for guys nowadays is just that fear of speaking the truth. Yeah, well, so, you know, I remember when I was getting canceled... Logan, I thought about this quite a bit because I, I was often thinking about how, like, why aren't men standing up for what's right more, right? We all have this innate drive to be the hero that slays the dragon. 
you know that's what masculinity is ultimately right we we, we want to fight for something against us and i realized why it made sense to me why I, I don't think it's correct but the reason is because most people you know you and i were independent like i don't work for anyone i'm free of constraints there's great freedom in that but even in that context as an artist when these galleries were going to cast to get my income for not being ideologically in line with them, it tells me quite a bit. Because imagine you're just an average man who feels this in his heart. But if he says the wrong thing, Logan, this fucking fat bitch HR lady can cut off his resource. You see what I'm getting at? So it's one thing to be, I think it's one thing to be hated, but it's another to be hated and poor. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I think the reason is because the radical left has so successfully placated all the infrastructure. So it's a very, it's a circumstantial thing. You know, the right always emptily repeats that politics is downstream from culture, but we need to actually become active participants in, the, in that matter. That's why things like this, these conversations proliferating and also us starting to develop our own structure is so important because otherwise we're just lining up to the Leviathan, right? That's all that's going to happen. And and you're you're more you're more spiritual you're more Christian or what what what's your belief? Um, I I am a, I'm I'm a Christian. Um, uh, in the West, there's a internal cultural war with the Christians. Uh, what are you drinking there, there brother? Tea, tea. Oh, tea. Okay. I do wine yeah. here because I'm a painter. I need to try to see class. <laughs> um, yes. So so. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a Christian. Um, the reason for that is because I do believe that the only sword that will actually kill the, uh, the matriarchy and, you know, take calls with the matrix. The matrix is essentially the matriarchy. The only sword that I believe that will actually kill this matriarchal force to scale it properly. Um, it is going to be Christendom because living under a Christian theocracy it's very patriarchal and we've just lost touch with that. The reason why there's all these gay churches, the reason why there are all these tranny pastors and all these uh, circle jerk logic that is avoiding what it, the Bible actually says is twofold problem. One, the first problem in, in Christianity, which is also its benefit, a lot of double-edged swords here, is that Christianity is very free speech. So they want the dialogue. They want the open interpretation because they want that ability to... Um, function as a reflective mirror and that's a that's that leaves it open and the problem is that uh the higher ups the the jq uh they're basically funding making churches incredibly gay you know you see what i'm getting at but um but i i do think that biblical is the most powerful in a commandment sense because they value purity very highly. Uh, and I, not, I don't mean that just as a concept towards like female sexuality, which they do, but they also value it in regards to like a wholesome ideal. Like the ideal, like, like in other words, if Western man does not regard anything as pure, he will have no impetus to protect it. And when degeneracy is normalized, like the men won't have that energy to even desire fighting or, or 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 sheltering anything so what's what's basically getting at so christianity really acknowledges that we need to take 
uh, the center needs to be pure and warriors in the cultural space, like you and I in that regard, like a warrior is a person who stands between that which he wants to protect is pure, he regards as sacred in one way or another, at least philosophically, and that which wants to destroy it, right? So once we lose every semblance of purity, it, it puts us in a really deleterious state. And that's why I, I, I believe Christianity is, is the way in that way. And a lot of guys I've noticed very recently have been uh, converting to being Muslim, mostly yeah. because of Tate. So what's, what's your thoughts on that? I don't want to offend anyone. Um, I think Islam is, uh, this is my opinion, and I'm not, I'm trying not to say this with bias, but I think for America, unless you want to say, fuck America, it's cooked, I'm going to be a passport bro, I'm going to go somewhere else, I, that's fine. But when I'm looking at the state of the West, US that is, um, Islam is not going to assimilate culturally. So we're not speaking about the spiritual tennis. We're talking about strategy in regards to disseminating philosophical values. Um, I think Christianity is, is the only way. Islam is not going to culturally not assimilate because people are too nested in a different uh, value system. And actually, that doesn't even contradict the Islam, um, uh, the Muslims who are going into that space with their red philosophy because most of those Muslims are saying, get the fuck out of the West, it's done anyway. But if you want to save the West, if you do, uh, it has to be Christianity. Um, and I will say, in regards to saving the West, I believe there is going to be a, and I'm going to be the first to say it here, I think there's going to be a counterculture crusade. The spirit of the crusade is right around the corner. Because you just heard about what Mel Gibson is about to do, releasing this child trafficking four-part documentary, uh, how Ye is 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 in the corner and he's going to come back stronger. And it's like, they have Ye, you have... Mel Gibson, there's gonna these things are starting to line up in a way where it's like um, this crusader energy. Like even in the even in like the podcast Red Pill space, this this John Zerka guy, <laughs> you know, he's 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 coming in hard with that Christian energy too. So there's going to be a, I believe there's going to be like a Christian counterculture. It's going to be like a crusade energy and. Um, a big thing that we're going to have to dispel because, and I've never had a problem with this because I've always lived this way, but people believe that um, the, the religious tenets are going to make you more vanilla and it's going to subdue your, your hedonist desires, but actually it's just going to increase testosterone. When you recognize if a book that is supposed to be from the highest order tells you there are, these are boundaries that cannot be crossed and you need to fall on the sword for them, that's just going to give you more things to fight for. And like, look, I drink, I, I smoke cigars, I, I, I hang out with people that may be regarded as reputable in the Bible Belt, and much of the Bible Belt also aesthetically, they're basic as fuck. Like, I don't, a lot of them don't like me as well. But when I study culture, Christianity is the only sword that, that I believe can do this in regards to spreading masculinity in a, in a universal way. I could be wrong. Right. Because <laughs> the one, one of the one of the common arguments I hear is uh, Christianity um, is is a joke ma mainly because of like you said in the, in in the beginning, which was how they're allowing so many gays, they're so allowing, they're so free, right? Um, and so a lot of other religions, mainly the Muslim religion, they make they make fun of um, they make fun of Christianity, right? And so. And a lot of most people do make fun of Christianity. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. so 
Oh shit. Okay, hold on. My fucking camera's being gay. Wait one second. Yeah, but Islam is not going to assimilate with, with Western values. Islam is yeah, it could be the Matrix. <laughs> Islam is not going to assimilate with Western values, Logan. It's just not going to happen. I mean, it's it's too uh, um, Islam in a way is more simple too. It's very simple. It's just and, and that's kind of the strength of it too. It's just like you know, uh, that's why it's the fastest growing religion in that regard because, you know, it does you know there's not a hierarchy of, uh, figures. There, there isn't this pyramid sort of structure where it's like you have your popes and you have your, your uh. Yeah, uh, church fathers and all this, you know, it's more like you just study the Quran and it just speaks to you in this way. But um, the challenge with that is that, like, you know, I'm trying to explain this in regards to this is a very nuanced point. Um, in order to have progenitors of culture, I'm not saying uh, liberalism is obviously a toxic word in this space, but there needs to be an openness for freedom of dialogue and interpretation in order for artists to even prosper. And Christianity is also heavily vested in regards to art and culture. And, and, and you know, St. Thomas Aquinas writes about how the three tenets of Christian value that we need to uphold are the good, the true, and the beautiful. And the challenge is that, you know, you compare masterclass beautiful works of art in the Christian canon versus the Islam canon, it's, I'm sorry, but it's not even, it's a joke, it's not even a competition. And it's because they're trying to find like a sweet spot where it's open enough where people can come in and be kind of those long haired, ear pierced creative weirdos who are making amazing majestic art. And, and, and at the same time, having boundaries in regards to uh, familial cohesion. And it's very hard to juggle that, but all you have to do is look at the political space today and see how that's panning out. Because the problem with the right, when you see the right and the left in dialogue, conservatives will always just go into their spreadsheeting and their pie charts and facts don't care about their feelings and all of this. But the reason why the left is effective is because they have total ownership of big tech, academia, Hollywood, so they'd rather influence with art and culture, which is more seduction because it's not on a paper written out in front of you. So it controls so much of how the collective moves. And Christianity is trying to address both of those. That's the challenge. But it's, um, yeah, there is an answer for that, but it's on its way in that regard. But Islam, Islam just, uh, like I'll tell you as an artist, all the greatest masterpieces throughout history were undergirded by Christian subject matter. And that's, to me, that's not just a coincidence. And um, if you look at the timeline of Christianity and Islam also, we're actually way ahead of them. So they, they may get to a point where they're going to have these same issues. So um, that trajectory is just a part of the development of the, whether the religion will survive. And if Christianity fully dies, I will tell you, though, the West is completely done for. Now, people can say the West is already done for. Maybe it might be, you know, might have to be a passport, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I have given nice. up on Western. Women. So I will say that I have given up on Western. They're all whores. American women are all whores. I don't, I, I, I know this, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I mean, from, from anyone's experience being in the U S I mean, it is what it is like you could, you could, you could try to believe and look for unicorns, but you know, from anyone's experience talking to any girl in the U S it's just, 
It's not it, Chief. It's an so. absolute waste of time. I mean, I'll tell you right now, the only way I even give a woman really my time is if they're virgins. <laughs> I think they're very blatant. You know, it's it's yeah. just they're uh, they're not even shameless. They're they're possessed. They're demonic. They're demons. Yeah, dude, it, it's fucking. It is fucking crazy, bro. It is fucking crazy. And I see it, bro. They're I definitely see demons, it. In a, a lot. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people yeah, yeah. see it too, bro. But the one thing I, I, I wanted to talk about was uh, why so many people make fun of, of Christianity or, or people are more likely to make fun of it. And uh, that's, that's one of the arguments I hear to why, you know, Christianity is, is a joke. But another thing as well is like why if it, was, if it was so fake and the religion was so fake and it's not good, then why are so many people trying so hard against Christianity especially? Right. It's the same reason why, like, oh, God isn't real, but I'm gonna believe in every little thing the devil speaks about. It's like, bro, like, <laughs> it doesn't make sense, bro. <laughs> you know? So. Yeah. yeah. Everyone is attacking Christianity. That's true. Nobody's really attacking Islam. Then when people say, oh, these person, people attack Islam. Not, not really. It, it's, 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 it's just like when, uh, when a, a, a police, some police brutality case <laughs> harms some black guy in New York. The reason why there's so much noise about it is because it's actually so much more rare and and that's that's what people don't realize like the noise is happening from the contrast you know if you see a pit of like orange plastic balls and you i put one blue ball in there your eye's gonna go to the blue ball right it's like it, the, the rarity of the contrast is why people are talking about all this and making all this noise about it and in the same way it's like islam is not that targeted like everything the, the freemason institutions and 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 they're all they're all attacking they're all attacking the cross everyone is attacking Christianity and when you look at it from that vantage point it goes to show you that um this tug of war ultimately is collectivism versus the soul it is always this case it is always either the proliferation of the state or the proliferation of people's spiritual um coming together and I have problems with the church I'm not gonna lie like personally like my my coming to Jesus moment was by myself, just reading the Bible and sort of finding that peace. And it was therapeutic in that regard, but that in conjunction to the fact that I'm an art history student, you know, I'm I'm a painter, so I have to study art history to set my game up. I'm always studying Christians. I'm always studying Christians. And I'm like, why the fuck am I always studying these guys? <laughs> and I'm like, because they're trying to make their art point upwards, you know? And I think, I think as an artist, cause I'm, you know, you have a, you have a painter on your shirt. I'll say that what's lacking and it might be dead. It may be irreversible. I don't know, but what's lacking is we have lost our sense of the sacred. Like if there's anything that can describe the, the modern culture, it is irre irreverent. We have irreverence. We're not reverent towards anything. And when you read about the ancients or any of these patriarchs or any of the men before us that we look at in like the superhero way like these guys were like fucking alpha male killers they all understood that beauty beauty is um this is an important point man beauty is not like today most of the guys you talk to on your campus and you ask them like if you ask them what is beauty they'll get it confused with hotness you know, they'll like think about like some opposite sex chick from a one to 10 rating scale and all the shit, you know, it's like, oh, she, you know, she's like, a, she's, a, she's an eight, she's beautiful. 
Well, the actual etymological term of beauty, beauty is more about the sacred. You know, it's philosophical. And we just become a very unphilosophical people. And de facto, that's going to make us unmasculine. The whole philosophy is very masculine pursuit. So rather than body count or, 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 or being jacked and all that, and, and, and which is all important, um, we've lost touch with that philosophical drive that actually determines a deeper masculinity. And when that goes, nothing will be sacred. Men won't care to fight for their culture. So that's kind of where I'm at, man. And so what, what to the guys who are, let's say guys who are just hearing this stuff for the first time, because a lot of the guys listening to me are very young. A lot of them are 15, 16, 17. A lot oh, of them really? are hearing, oh, cool. mate, yeah, oh, right very young. So yeah, I love that. impress I love and uh, imprint on a lot of dudes. So a lot of these guys you are guys still are hearing like these. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah. I mean, that, <laughs> it's crazy to think, but yeah, it's, it's totally true, man. Um, so I definitely make sure that, you know, I'm always trying to add as much value as I can to a lot of these guys. Cause dude, a lot, a lot of these guys come to me and they, they, they learn more stuff from an hour podcast than they do in four years of school. And it's fucking sad, bro. So to a lot of the guys who are listening, what is, is bullshit? College is retarded. <laughs> <laughs> yep. hundred percent. And, uh, what, what is the matriarchy? Could you describe it? Um, in simple terms for a lot of these guys? Sure. So I, I can describe this. So, so basically, um, you know, you've heard on your campus probably this idea of toxic masculinity, the patriarchy, this idea that there's this, uh, it's this desire. So, you know, let, let me break this down more academically because I've read all the literature. Um, so Logan, there are three signs of a civilization in the okay? Now, every single society, every single one, you can map this out. So it always happens through three steps. The first step is the death of God. And the most recent writing of this was from Nietzsche. He wrote in the gay science, uh, you know, this idea that God is dead, you know, and Jordan Peterson has been like basically extrapolating this on his tour, right? The idea of the death of God, that's the first step. Because once God is out of the picture, this idea of a higher principle that you must obey, morality is not about what is the right thing to do. It becomes what I can get away with, right? So that's the first thing. So the death of God is number one. And God is a masculine force. So that's patriarchy right there. You get rid of patriarchy. Now, what happens when you get rid of patriarchy? Because the belief of God is patriarchy. So what happens when you get a patriarchy? The second step, the second stage, there's three stages again, is female sexual liberation. So once God is out of the window in a culture, women become sexually liberated. And the second reading for this was a, uh, written by a gentleman by the name of J.D. Unwin. His magnum opus was a book he wrote called Sex and Culture. And he studied 86 different cultures through 5,000 years of recorded history. And he saw that the Sumerians, the Babylonians, the Athenians, the Romans, every single one, they all fell because women were sexually liberated. And basically, uh, hypergamy is going to be on steroids at that point. So good men can no longer have a chance to build a, the ideal model of the family unit. Right, the building block of society. Death of patriarchy, death of God, female sexual liberation. And then the last stage is the desecration of beauty and rewriting history. And that's all this postmodern theory, the university. You just told me school is a waste of time because all of this is progenerating. It's all pushing this relativism, you know? It, gender isn't real. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, all this uh, lack of social order. And Roger Scruton writes this in his book, Beauty. 
So those are the three signs. But un- you got to first notice that the first thing that occurred was uh, the death of the patriarchy. In other words, every single culture or falls when they transition. Notice transition that term from patriarchy to matriarchy. And the matriarchal forces essentially, uh, and this is really broken down most effectively by a guy by the name of Carl Jung. And the patriarchy essentially is that masculine order needs to be obeyed for a society to be built forward and built upwards. Unwin calls it expansive energy. Matriarchal force is essentially relativism. So you look at, like, look at your mother and your father. Like, the, if people think about the stereotype of a father and a mother, right? Like, I remember, I'll say something anecdotal that will connect to this data. Like, my brother and I once got into this huge fight, right? After school, we got pissed off about who ate, like, the last hot dog. And we beat the shit out of each other. And we're, we're all pissed off, Logan, right? <laughs> and my mother comes home from work. And she goes, what happened? You know, what, like, why do I have to come home to this? And she goes, but you know what? You're both wrong. You both shouldn't have fought. Bad sons, right? We didn't give a fuck with this, what my mom was saying. We were scared about my dad coming home. Because fatherhood is order. And when my dad got home, all this pony talk we had, we shut the fuck up. We were silent. And he just says, sit down on the couch. We both sit down. He goes, who was the one who started the fight? My brother begrudgingly raises his hand and he goes, that was wrong. You're in trouble. See, there's right and wrong. You see what I'm getting at? You see what I'm saying? Because there's, there's a reason women tend to, to, they vote, they have a ideological predilection to vote left. You know, women are naturally liberals. And I guess what I'm saying is that, like, when women get to fuck freely, they, they ruin the world. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, that's what you're seeing with all this, right? And and, and uh, the matriarchy really is that. And the reason why we know we're in a matriarchy is because every time you look at, you know, everything that's being pushed down is to destroy masculinity, right? And we've all heard about toxic masculinity, all these, you know, coin terms, right? These feminists are pushing this, right? It's, it's, it's old news. So everyone has heard about that abusive father shadow archetype in contrast to the to the wise king, right? But I don't know why no one talks about the negative side of the, you know, the opposite side of like that loving mother, which is the overprotective mother, right? And that spirit of the overprotective mother, what the fuck was this pandemic? This, this for your safety, you need to have vaccines, you need to wear a mask, you need to be you have to stay inside of your house, you cannot go out and conquer the world because mommy loves you so much. Right? And state power is essentially what needs to grow for the matriarch to really flex. So we are living under that. And the proliferation of the state is synonymous with masculine degeneracy for that reason, right? So the matriarchy is really what we live under. And we live under that shadow. And essentially, feminism has to die. And the only thing that will kill feminism is some kind of religious order that will make men realize that we have to slay this dragon. And I don't know any other, like, anything that'll make men feel like that magical aura than like religion. <laughs> and that's kind of where I'm at right now, Logan. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I just started really, you know, really becoming a, a true follower of, of God just because of, of that reason, just seeing everything that's going on. Um, because yeah, I, I you know what? It's, it's, it's almost like, uh, it's like, it's in other words, like, like, and I'm sure you can agree with this. Like a lot of people can, can't, they may not be able to see God, but they can see the devil. 
right? So, so that's enough for them to go, okay, I need to find an antidote. And all the literature points to like, no, you have that power, my son, and, and yield it. And that's basically what all these religions keep telling men. Like, no, you are, you represent me. Like, go kill them all. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, damn. So. Yeah, yeah, you definitely got to hang out with my dad. He's, he's a, he's a hardcore Christian. So. Okay. It'd be lit. It'd be lit. Um, yeah, but yeah, I mean, I definitely, yeah, same thing happened to me, man. I just started seeing so much things that were going against everything God spoke about. And I started to see everything God spoke about was completely true. It just because of my own experiences, not what school told me, not what my family told me, not what my friends told me, but from my own two eyes and what I've experienced, I've started to see, holy shit. Yeah, he, he's fucking real, bro. Um, and a lot of things he speaks about is completely true. So it's, it's, it is what it is, but that's how I have And, to, and even when you, you know, look at the elite, like Logan, I'm sorry to just interrupt. No, you're I, good. Go, I've, keep I've, going. I've had, I've had a couple glasses of wine and a cigar. No, keep going. Send it. Send <laughs> like, it. Like, even, when you, even when you watch the elite, man, like the elite, they want you to believe that they're atheists, by the way. Because what that what that does to that, that hierarchical structure, it's like the people at the top, they don't believe in God. You know, they're trying to placate this, this, this reality, but it like none of them are, none of them are atheists. They, they want to denote that, but in like practice, like not to be so conspiratorial, like you go deep into what they actually practice, this weird fucking Freemasonry that they get into, it's all Luciferian stuff. And everything that they try to push, transhumanism, um, these uh, warped values, utilizing like these different social justice movements, it's all a way to like reverse engineer Christianity actually. So you get to this point where you're like, basically they just they're afraid to meet their maker deep in their conscience right so they're just doubling down they, they they want the adrenochrome they want to extend life they want to do all this to the point where like they can just keep denying all this right and i not and now that i've seen a lot of this and keep in mind when i was in the art world like i got invited to a lot of dark parties man so i've i've anecdotally experienced some of these um i didn't witness anything like fucked up but i've seen things that were very 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 telling and they, there was a lot of implications. And that sort of created this, this again, you can see the devil, right? And um, yeah, man, this is, why, uh, this is why the most canceled figures in our time are super unapologetically pro-masculine people. That's why, right? It, the, Donald Trump, Andrew Tate, yay. Like, these are all people who are basically trying to tell men, no, use that fire in your belly. God is real. Santa Ford's right. And this state comes in, shut the fuck up. Like, you know, like it's very telling, you know, and if something, you know, the brain is a pattern recognition machine. The fact that this is a pattern in regards to cancellation from people who want you dumb, weak and impotent tells you everything right. Yeah, it's crazy. I had one guy very recently. Um, I posted some stuff on on my uh, Instagram story is about how they're talking about space. And uh, some lady's like, oh, space is so real. Look at all this real footage of space. Look at all these things flying around. And then I posted, and some guy replied my story. He's like, wait, so is space fake? And I'm like, bro, space is mega gay fake, bro. Mega fake. Oh, man, Logan, Logan, Logan you're super base. I didn't know you were the, at that level. Interesting. I usually oh, don't like oh, dude. Because, because oh, no, the people, people start tweaking out, bro. People will tweak the fuck out when they hear that shit. I put all my friends, I level them up. It's a level up, yeah. Good, it's a good test. For you. I didn't know you were like that. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. We're going there. 
yeah i mean dude no one no one talks about it but I, there's a lot of guys who, who who do know this stuff but they don't like talking about it either i mean i've you many people have heard this as well but yeah i mean if you guys are, are questioning that just do your own research on an unsearched unblocked um search engine and here's the thing the, the reason why i'm starting to realize all the things about fluoride the food we're eating even on the planet that we live on the easiest thing you guys can do is just search up on google fluoride google will tell you oh fluoride is super good for you dentists use it to so you keep cavities away okay i'm gonna search up fluoride on rumble hundreds of videos talking about how fluoride is bad for you videos of alex jones exposing that shit you know there's loads and loads of videos of people recently you know exposing the fuck out of what we're eating what they're doing to our foods what they're putting in our bodies and dude fluoride's in our toothpaste that you put in your mouth every single day it's in our water that you drink bro um and so there's a there and that's just the that's just the easiest one for guys to understand you know um same thing with the frogs turning gay you know like with alex jones saying that shit. Yep. bro it's all true bro that guy was that guy has been speaking facts since day one um so i make sure it like interesting that like when you look into like the masonic connections of a lot of these people who like make a lot of these decisions there are there's masonic codes you can like decipher that tell you what they actually believe in and it's designed that way and it's in between these these men behind the curtain and the fact that there's information that way it, it just goes to show you that like that a lot of the science is totally bought and controlled i mean think about how often people say things like ask the scientists that that's essentially like the new religion again that most of us are brainwashed under is again they want us to believe that they're atheists because then we believe oh the people at the top are atheists they might have something that we don't understand and then and then therefore what happens is that the new priests become the scientists every time we have any like unquestioning authority and we bow down towards or we just say ask the scientists right but yep. these people are bought and paid for they're controlled so like i mean i don't i don't buy any of that man i mean like i'm you got to be really careful about this you know yeah and so i posted on my story that one guy he he re he swiped up my story he's like there's no way you believe in that crap i'm like why and he was like well because scientists everyone believes it. this is what you what we've been taught in school since day one and i'm like dude you know what else you've been taught in school since day one dude everything that is causing you to, to be depressed simping for women you know every, everything you put in your body right and it's funny because i look i scroll up on on my recent text with this guy and he's talking about how he's depressed, how he's unhappy. And I actually tried to help him. I put him on a coaching call for like 15 minutes, started talking to him, helping him diagnose his problems with women, right? I'm like, bro, I helped you with your women problem. Can't you realize that all these systems, they're not, not only help like fucking you up with women, but they're fucking you up with every other part of your life. And that's why you're depressed, you're unhappy. And so I'm like, bro, there's someone like me who literally wants to help you and actually cares about you. And these people don't care about you, but you're still listening to what they say. And these people, they don't care. They just want another submissive fucking body to work for them, bro. And so it, it's sad. These people are so caught in the Matrix, bro. And it's just like the movie in the Matrix, bro. They're, they're so dependent on the system. They're willing to fight for it, man. It's crazy. Yeah, there's a saying by uh, William Blake that there's two ways people can actually learn. And unfortunately, it's, it seems to be more like the second. The first is to actually you know, be given wisdom, right? And, and they recognize a pattern or, or, or they learn from somebody older who's wiser, who's trust and verified, who's shown that they have a good heart, right? 
that's the classical approach, right? You know, the Aristotelian approach, that's ideal. The other way is, he says, a fool who persists in his folly will become wise. So some people, they have to fall on their face. Some people, yeah. it's it's sad, but, you know, it's, you know, that's just, that's just the reality of it. Like some people have to suffer enough and then they'll cry out to God or, or, or they just have to experience his pain. And, you know, the reality is you can't help anybody who doesn't want to help themselves. That's what it boils down to, you know. You can bring yeah. a horse to water, but you can't force them to drink it, right? So some of these yeah. people you talk to, they might come up with all these vehemence and, yeah, Logan, I want to, sure, yeah, yeah, you know, hook me up, blah, blah, blah. But then nothing happens. Yeah, hundred. Yeah. yeah, dude. It, so that's why I use I talk about women a lot in my podcast, right? And so a lot of guys don't hear me talking about the things I'm talking about with you. Usually, I'm talking about women, dating, relationships, whatever, anything about women. It's all it's all related for me, man. It's all yes. related for me. Yeah, yes. because because my thing is I'm not like I, I use a tape word perspicacity. I'm not as perspicacious as some of these people, like looking at what's going on today and sitting up to the you know. There's intelligence of being able to like adapt to new information constantly and, and always adapt to the new technological advancement. Like I appreciate that. And I acknowledge the power of that. That, just, that is power. Um, even, at, even, you know, I'm, I'm on the younger generation age shoot, but my thing is like, I'm more about finding universal truths that exist within the human psyche that will never go away. And, and to always make that wisdom revitalized through my art and also vocally speak up about that. I can help articulate it with my with my words. But my thing is more about the ancient wisdom that is um, you either ignore it or be destroyed by the opposite. That's yeah, and it, it, it applies to everything, bro. So I use this shell and this this like the things I talk about, which is mainly about women, but it applies to business, life and everything else in your life as well, bro. And so that's, that's where I get guys is every single guy has gone through a heartbreak, no matter how old you are. I get a lot of guys who are 13, 14 going through super hard heartbreaks, getting cheated on, right? They come to my podcast, learn about women, and they come out learning other crazy shit, you know, which is awesome. So that, that's the whole goal with my podcast. Or if any other guy has listened to my podcast, they know that they came for women, but they came, they came out with something way better than that. And so, uh, yeah, I use basically women as just the clickbait because it's something that most guys can relate to. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Just know, you know, okay, so you're, wow, they're really young. Okay, awesome. Um, look, look in, in that regard, it's just, um, yeah, women are a waste of time in this country. <laughs> Anyways, no, I, I mean, let's just be honest here. Uh, yeah. So, so, so look, I, I mean, like, man, like, like, I'm sure you got the same problem. Like, some of the DMs I get from these girls, it's like half the time I, I just, I can't even pay them any mind. But when they're international, they're so much more pleasant. They're so appreciative. They're, they're just like, I FaceTime with this girl who lives in Mexico City just because she just like was a big fan of my art. And I'm just chatting with her. And she goes, wow, thank you for giving me this time on this call. And I'm like, I, I can't imagine an American woman even saying that. You know what I mean? So yeah, I dude. was just like, wow. And I'm like, I was trying to avoid the passport bro thing for a while, you know, and, and also like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm very much a believer of like, you know, goals over girls anyways, because, you know, you know, what is the saying that you will never lose, you, I mean, you'll always lose money chasing women, but you'll never lose woman chasing money, right? Yeah. Um, money isn't even my goal, but you see what I'm saying. But so yeah, I never, yeah. that was always my thing. But nonetheless, I'm like, even when I do entertain the market, like I get hit on like by like eight to 12 chicks pretty much every week, you know, when I'm at the gym and all this, because I'm jacked, right? 
<laughs> so this, yep. this shit is all there but then like i don't give a fuck like all i pretty much do whenever women talk to me now in this fucking country is i basically just keep my sword sharp and witty by flirting with them and i sell them a dream and then i ghost them like, that's just all i do now because it's just a waste of my fucking time and, and it's got like like you don't even deserve my semen like i, I don't i don't want to waste my jeans on you get the fuck out of my face like i'll flirt with them to keep myself witty but yep Again, selling them a dream, bounce. <laughs> yep. Yeah, you know? good. Dude, that's what yeah. I tell a lot of guys who are, are who are super religious dudes or, or guys who just don't want to hook up with girls. I tell them, like, bro, use them for practice all the way up until the point of sex. Don't have sex with them. Like, practice every little step. So when the time comes, so when the time comes for a girl you actually like and a girl that is actually legit, then you'll know what to do because it's the same process, right? Yep. Yep, 100%. So, I, I mean, what, what's your plan with that, man? What's my plan with the passport bros? No, no. Are, are you looking to be a passport bro? What's your What's your thing? I'm just curious. Dude, so there, there's multiple things. I, I have multiple plans, okay? So the one thing is, yeah, you're right. You're not going to be able to find chicks here. And then there's another thing is where it's like, okay, cool. Then you either have to have a bunch of money to fly these chicks out. And I'm not I'm not about, you know, flying chicks out. I don't know, man. I don't know. So, But I'm also <laughs> like more focused on my my goals and my mission, my purpose. And that's, my, that's good, my, good, good. been my good whole answer. ideology. And then, you know, girls will be the tray on top, but it's very difficult to, you know, get girls to just fly over until I get like Tate level. That's the goal. You know, then well, I'll I'm, I'm not even going to, I'm not going to even fly them over. Like, um, I have one of my collectors cause, uh, most people who collect art, you know, art is expensive. It's a luxury. Let's be honest. It's a luxury item. Yeah. Um, so most of the people who collect my art, they all have money. And, uh, one of, one of my collectors called me and he's like, you know, He's regularly going to Venezuela, El Salvador, Philippines, and Vietnam. And a couple of things he was telling me, he was like, number one, it's like the the US dollar is so heavy and strong that of course it's a little bit different in every country. But he said basically like like five thousand dollars is the equivalent of like 115k there, like US. It's like it's insane. So he was just telling me, it's like, even if you don't have money like that, and he's got money, you know, he'll just go and he'll just like, and, and he, it's, it's insane. You know, are you there? Yeah. Let me, uh, let me fix my camera. I, Hold lost, on. I lost Logan. Oh no. The, yeah, yeah. the matrix keeps attacking, bro. Fuck. Yeah, yeah, All yeah. right. The, two dude. Asians coming together. Is, is yeah. If Sneeko was here, the phone. Oh dude, it'd be worse. It'd be horrible, bro. Okay. Here. Hold on. You keep speaking to the camera. Let me back. Sure. Your mic is off. Okay, it's good now. <laughs> Fuck. Okay, cool. No, you're good. So, so no, I, w I was just saying that he was telling me like, um, he said it wasn't even like an epiphany feeling, you know, because I'm new to Passport Bros too. Like, you, you know, he, he was telling me the 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 realization was more of like, oh, this is just like, this is just how women are supposed to be. It wasn't even like wow, like he just was. <clears throat> you'd meet a nice woman lower body count they look they look physically way better by the way across the board every time he sends me photos they're just actually more attractive and humility in a woman all this there and then he said like he takes a girl out he's working on his uh he wakes up and he goes to work on his computer and he looks behind him and she's cooking and it's just some chicken man you know what i'm saying it's just like 
And, and to me, that was just very telling. And he said, Arthur, it's not even like, like he, this, this is a very successful guy, by the way. He made a lot of money in crypto and um, tall, good looking dude, whatever, all that shit. And he, he could get women here easily, but he just, just from seeing that difference, he says, it's just, a, there's an utter vacuum of waste of time. I don't even bother anymore. And it, it, you know, he, he told me this a couple of days ago, so it's just on my mind a little bit, you know, but yeah, man, it's, uh, it's unfortunate because looking at the state of the demoralized state of, a, of American woman, that shit's going to be hard to reverse, bro. I mean, that's just going to be hard to reverse, man. It is hard, bro. I mean, Andrew, I'm cause here's the thing, bro. Once these chicks have, have, have uh, kids, their daughters are going to be hoes too, bro. So it's like fuck. Yeah, yeah. I like, mean, it's almost like I need like I need like the Infinity Gauntlet. Like, no, no. I'm, I'm serious. I need the Infinity Gauntlet, and I need to like, I need to snap and cut off welfare, abortion, and enforce monogamy through the church without the state. And then, may, and then within three generations, when you look at uh, social dynamics and sociology, maybe. But even if right now I snapped it, we would need three generations. That's the, that's based. how bad it is. That's based. how bad it is. You know yeah. what I'm saying? That's the only way because. Because women are fucking crazy, bro. <laughs> it's insane. Like, like, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I still need to go travel more, obviously. But, uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, Sterling, he recently just moved to Spain. I don't know, you know Sterling Cooper, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he recently just moved to Spain. He's having kids and babies with chicks over there. I'm like, okay, cool. Andrew and Tristan have been doing that already for the longest time. So it's kind of like, man, like, these guys, they already know. So it's like. Yeah, it seems like other countries are, are where it's at. And you always hear guys talking about, oh, the women in other countries are, are way better. And it's just like, dude, they're just normal. Like, they're just normal fucking girls, bro. They're not fucking brainwashed. The like here, are so fucking low. That, dude, that, yeah, we yeah. had a, me and my brother, we had to brainwash, you know, all of our girlfriends to cook, clean, you know, be like, be normal, bro. Like, we had, we had to put in a little bit of effort, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, that, that you know? And so pretty recently, actually, it's kind of funny because, uh, one girl, my brother, we went on the podcast, the one that went viral. Um, I don't know if you saw my brother. He 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 fucked one of the girls on the podcast. And, uh, you know, she was kind of feminist brainwashed. You know, she had some uh, liberal views and ideologies. Then like a week later, cooking, cleaning, taking care of family, no social media, hairs back to normal color, has my brother's name tatted on her. <laughs> Fucking hilarious, bro. I, mean, I think what you're addressing is is the, the point is that like like if i look i you could tame a bitch right yes. but my point is my point is it requires effort that takes you away from manly endeavors correct that, that, that correct. that's my point with western women my point is like no man wants to come home to a fight is my point and and, and i just see that like talking to talking to that gentleman my collector I can tell like he doesn't have to to categorize his, his energy in any way. So yep. it's more of an energy management situation. And mm. it's just like understanding once there's a priority that is inside of you that if you're honest and, and if you if you journal it and you really articulate it, then you recognize that like there's not really much value. Like the prop basically there's no fucking value that American woman brings. There's zero value. So it's just it's just a waste of time you know so uh yeah those guys are doing it right in that regard you know what i mean and uh, um i got to travel uh because of my career when i was in new york city you know I, I would be doing um you know group shows and 
Tokyo, Milan, Mexico City, you know, art show, gallery shows. Um, And and so I remember tasting that. Usually I was so in my game that like I would just go do, just do the show, party for a couple, you know, two, three days afterwards and I'd go back. But, um, you know, the, the comparison is, it's, it's like, it's a joke, you know? So it's, it's unfortunate because, you know, there's an argument of like, you know, maybe, maybe the West is doomed. I don't know, but I, I, there's much I love about America as well, you know? And and I, I mean, my heart is in a conflicted state in that regard, you know, I'm sort of at a crossroad because I, I, this country is, is amazing in regards to, um, individual liberty, you know, like, like that's a, a big factor when I did travel, I didn't notice that. Like when I'm in Japan, I noticed that even if I look like them, cause I'm Korean, even if I speak Japanese, even if I become a judo black belt there in Kodokan, they will never see you as Japanese. If you go to Russia and you learn to speak perfect Russian and you, and you serve time in the Russian army, you know, they'll still, they'll be nicer to you after all that, but they will never see you as Russian. And, and that was something that, made me realize what I love about America, even though it is Babylon and they're all whores here, but the individual liberty and the fact that like, it's like a fish doesn't know it's in water, right? That individual freedom is something I really love about this country. And you realize you take it for granted when you go outside, but at the same time, is the individual liberty outweigh not having any quality of life in regards to every other social dynamic because of where we are in, you know, the trajectory and, that's something I'm I'm at odds with Logan, you know. Yeah, dude, I, I totally agree, 100%. Um, yeah, it, it's crazy. I mean, I, I haven't been here for as long as you on this planet, but you know, it from what I've seen, dude, it, from other countries, yeah, it's it's super sad. So not not what it used to be, man. D- definitely not what it used to be. I mean, Justin still believes that you know there's some some good spots around the U.S. Obviously, not where I'm at in L.A. and probably definitely not where you're at in washington i imagine washington. i imagine he's looking more at like uh bible belt maybe maybe i'm not sure like ohio or yeah he's talking about like the the inner you know the fucking the rural places the farmland places yeah yeah i, I mean okay so I, I i'm gonna pay that to mind actually because i've had um many fathers offer their daughters to me their virgin daughters to me and they're always in that area and mm. so it told it was telling to me. I was like, okay, well, there there are patriarchal fathers who have, and by the way, they all have like eight to eleven kids. Like their their strategy is to to just take down antinatalism of the left, and so 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 they're really in charge of their family. And then they look for men who are like strong and honorable, and then they're literally offering the daughters like that. Like it's crazy shit. Like that doesn't happen in the cities <laughs> yeah, at all, right? Yeah, no, definitely <laughs> not. Yeah, definitely not. Yeah, but so, so but that every time I've had that offer to me, it was always around the Bible Belt, you know. But my only my only challenge with that is that like, like, I've always been around cities, and you know, I'm always talking, I'm always, uh, you know, sh- throwing shade a- a- about city life and the culture and all this. But then meanwhile, I'm in the city, so I'm like, is this hypocrisy? <laughs> well, let me tell you why. It's because like. The more you go to like southern, more rural area, the more you will see bigger families, um, more religious values, you know, but you know, traditional conservative values. The problem is 
the further you go away from the cities, you, you kind of denigrate your lifestyle. You don't have any more cigar lounges that I go to every week. You don't have like the steakhouse next to the sushi spot. And you know what I'm saying? So the trade-off is always like, well, how far away do I want to be from these amenities? And coupling with that, the fact that I, I'm a fine artist, so I sell to these establishments. I work with high-end uh, luxury-based you know, companies and all this. So that's always been a trade-off for me. My career kind of keeps me in this area, but at the same time, I do love these amenities, you know? Um, so yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a conflicted state again, man. Um, but yeah, I, I totally see where Justin is coming from, though. Because, man, there's... If you want to get a pure virgin and, and imprint her correct, and that actually, they don't, you know, usually women in the cities look way better. There's some good looking ones, man. There's some good looking ones in the Bible Belt, man. <laughs> then, uh, yeah. For real, for real. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, that is still an option. Yeah. But whether that's going to win the long run, who knows? That's up to yeah, it sounds, it sounds like either way you got to travel. You either got to travel, you know, across the country or within your country yeah. or into another country. And then you also want the amenities in the cities. So sounds like, you know, we're always going to be moving around doing stuff. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. And for women, I'm like, you know, as long as I'm on my mission and, and the chick I'm with is like, you know, pure, purity is the most important thing to me. Uh, uh, yeah, I would have to go more south. That's true. Southeast, you know, pure, stupid and slim, you know. Nice. Good. Yeah, Good. That's it. <laughs> simple, simple, man. Simple. That's what the fuck Hell we yeah. all want, man. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. So, what do you what do you think about like the biggest thing I go against is is a lot of uh, simping because I think a lot of the reasons why girls are acting this way is because of weak men, and you know, weak men allowed this to happen because, like you said, in in stronger in stronger family households and family units where the father is strong, he doesn't allow that that bullshit to happen. So, what what do you think about that? Um. Well, well, I'll first speak personally. Like, I, I was very uh, blessed. So I grew up under this two-parent household, like, 1980s dream. This, uh, my father's, like, super based. He's a jacked old man, Korean alpha male, for real. Like, um, so I grew up under this man, and he kept my mother in line, and she was always happy. And um Having that upbringing, it made me realize how important, how like literally fathers are literally the spine of a society. Like that's what I just, just saw. Cause like, you know, my generation, the millennials, right? We're called the single motherhood generation because that's when single motherhood really exploded. And almost all my peers, they, they, they grew up without a father at home. And I could see the difference of weakness just from that, the level of accountability and, and, and the level of discipline just from that difference. And you're right about that, man. It's like, to me, the, the, the real challenge is like the whores are only whores because the simps are simps. <laughs> you know what I mean? The problem, it's always on men actually, you know? And like, for example, um, if I'm arguing with some, like, I mean, I don't know, let's say I'm dealing with some like disgusting, toxic woman. I'm not really afraid of her. What I'm afraid of is that Either she gets crazy and calls the police, and then some man comes, and I now now we need to fight uh, fetishized masculinity, which is state power, or some simp is going to come over, and now I need to fight him. You see what I'm getting at? So it's it's always men. At ultimately, the real fear, the gun in the room, as I like to call it, the gun in the room is always men. 
it's never a woman. Because they can be crazy. They can do things that are shameless that they will regret for the rest of their lives. But it doesn't actually hurt you unless you're with them by reputation. You know, right. it's, it's external from you. The problem is always correct, weak men. And there's just so many weak men. And, and, and again, to, to be anecdotal, like I, I got lucky because I don't, if I didn't have painting, like this discipline of painting, like for a lot of men, it's martial arts, but like I was really lucky because I've heard the, sim, the same analogy with martial arts, like martial arts saved me, kept me on this road to focus on and develop myself. Like if I didn't have painting, to have something that I that I enjoyed and had pride in more than like intercourse, I think I I, I could have like maybe I would have fell into the trap more at that young uh, foolish age. But getting into art, just in the intellectual headspace, I always understood. I'm like, okay, I was able to always recognize that chaos, you know, and um, so that allowed me to sort of realize that very early, and I was very blessed. And I think that comes from the fact that I had a strong father. So I think sipping just happens when you don't when you don't have a strong dad, man. I think that's yeah. what it boils out. One hundred percent. And the same thing with I say it all the time is like, dude, the reason why, and you see it very consistently, is the daughter's a thought. If the father's not there, the father's weak, he's absent, or he just doesn't know what he's doing. The daughter always ends up as a thought, and the son always ends up as a simp. You see it every single time. And then I think the biggest reason to why um, feminism was so good because even if they were um injecting feminism you know in societies with strong men it, it wouldn't it wouldn't work i think there was a point where they started to realize that men were slowly getting weak but the women weren't leaving because they didn't have any options right the women were still there right the women were still loyal to the guys even though the guys were had a little bit simp tendencies right and then they start offering to women well you don't need a man you go to school you get college you get a job you get paid as much as a guy you can also do this do that um, if you get divorced, you take half his stuff. So I think they started, you know, they sold it. They sold it really well to women to where because they knew that okay, men are getting just enough weakness to where okay, now we can start getting these these relationships to fucking. Fall and it's apart. all useless jobs, anyways, for the most part. Like all the things that women study, they're all fucking useless. They are. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent, dude. Paid by men who are actually being productive. Like the parental distribution, they're they're men on the higher end. So the women who are succeeding in this academic model, they end up getting the higher salary. But because they're in the shadow of a man who's more successful. And even and that's on the high end. And even in a low economic end with women, like the welfare state is essentially the single motherhood state. Like if you actually look up, like you go to the BLS and look up the data of like what your taxes go to, a large percentage is welfare. So you're literally paying, like men who also pay more taxes are still paying for these women through the welfare state. So like either way, it's like, it's still, it's like, even when they're succeeding, it's still like, men paying for them it's always men the point is that you know what is the saying ignorance is arrogance the the women are just running around with like chickens with their heads cut off they're just loud and and, and shameless and detestable so like it's hard to see through that mirage but it's always men fueling all this it's weak men or my thing is that big government big government and weak men are connected Right. Well, here's the thing: because if if government if the men were strong, they would just fight the government. They would just go against the government completely. And we've seen it before in history. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we might need to do a militia. Yeah, we're, we might we're need overdue. to bring, up, bring back the rooftop Koreans, the rooftop Asians. We might need to yeah. come back. I know they're down. <laughs> I know they're down. <laughs> yeah, they are. We're getting there, man. Like, like, like you know, it's like 
it's always the quiet kids that are like the, the you know when they get serious they're the scariest ones you know what yeah. i mean like you remember your classroom it's like there'll be that black kid who's always loud and trying to like puff his chest and it's like after about a couple weeks of that you're like all right he's just being a fucking loud mouth talking but it's like that whiter asian kid who gets pissed off and like smashes the binder underground you're like fuck you know what i mean it's <laughs> like quiet bro. To that point, it might be uh all hands on deck there with the ching chongs yep yep 100 yep. percent, man yeah so another <laughs> thing that uh, <laughs> another thing i want to talk about was uh i guess just everything else that's going on so what's what's your goals right now so you're you're living in washington um and you're you're doing paintings right um what's like the, the i'm not i'm not in like the industry of of art world but uh, very niche um like how what's like the most you've ever sold a painting for oh um i'm not basquiat okay i'm, okay. I'm, I'm not i'm not i'm not damien hurst or anything i i sold i sold a pretty large scale 48 by 60 for 60k once so 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 my my, my i mean i went artist of the year you know what i'm saying and, and my, my shit is legit but um you know i just want to build my voice independently because when you work with art galleries I went independent because of the wokeism, but going independent, I'm sort of rebuilding in a way. But the the, the goal is to uh, um, basically be the face of the art game, but by myself, not with these galleries. Yeah, I, th and I think you can, bro. Hundred percent. I I appreciate that, brother. It's it's it's. But you know, ultimately, like when you say like, what is the point of art? You know, often people are they because often. The reason most people think art is decorative and that's because the art world is completely feminized like everything else. The point of art is to distill our values is to put sovereignty over our culture. And we've lost touch with that, but all the wealthiest patrons throughout history were like these gangster general patriarch masculine guys. Like they're the ones who funded Michelangelo, Da Vinci, Raphael, all of them. You know, it's basically like, like let's say Logan right now is 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 a billionaire and he's like what kind of values do i want people to respect and worship because they're so beautifully done like people will come to visit and see this you're going to want to make sure it's values that is aligned with what you believe in you know right. symbolically yeah. and aesthetically so so my that's, thing that's easily worth more than anything bro that's that's easy worth worth more than you know sixty thousand dollars for sure like and that's and that's what you're offering bro like that's a really good offer um, and you know, I don't, I wasn't really actually into paintings or, or art that much until I started seeing your stuff. I'm like, holy shit. Like well, I actually can understand most it. Most artists are gay today. Most artists mm -hmm. suck. That, that's a yeah. big thing. Like, like Logan, I'm sure you and your listeners have gone to like some museum or gallery. You've seen some shit on the walls. You're like, what the fuck is this? Like, yeah. how the fuck is this worth hundred K? Um, I don't need to get too much into that because there's actually a money laundering component to that and how a lot of art galleries are a financial instrument. And mm -hmm. that's fine. I'm not against that if it's to avoid taxes because I'm against taxation. But if it's the money laundering, <laughs> I'm not sure because it depends if the mob is involved and all that. But yeah. what, what, I, what I will say is that uh, uh, the art world, remember when I said this whole fight, this whole tug of war is collectivism versus the soul, right? Well, if you look at that as the base level of all different terminologies, now if you put the subject of art on top of this tug of war, collectivism versus the soul, it's aesthetic relativism versus universal standards so actual art is more strong and produced at a higher level when they are based on that traditional uh set of values and what i'm trying to do is i'm trying to revitalize the ancients the wisdom the masculinity and the sacrifice and what has been passed down in our culture 
that's my goal. So I'm sort of like the the masculine Christian, like I don't know, like rooftop Korean crusader kind of guy with my brush. Rather, the, my brush is my blade. You know, we'll call it that. And yeah, so so that's my objective is to make people understand that culture is a very important domain in regards to this fight. And uh, you know, it's it's um. It's incredibly important and often what's happening in the arts is a reflection of the culture and the reason why art is so ugly and stupid when you look at modern art it's literally garbage is because only a person who believes that gender is a social construct can believe this banana duct taped to a wall is worth 150k it's connected you know our values will determine how we interpret art and we're in just we're in this dark age man and um yeah my belief is that everyone should do their part as men they should have their gonads, take their balls back, and utilize whatever voice they had that God has given them to do good. And I'm doing so with my art. Yeah, and that's one thing is um, I, I was recently talking to some other Asian dudes who put me on their podcast, and they were talking about how a lot of their buddies um, got super afraid to hang around them because they, they talk too much shit on feminism and stuff like that. And they're not even going in as hard as we are. And, uh, you know, the, a lot of their buddies pussied out and, you know, they're afraid of hanging around them. I was like, bro, you guys can't be hanging around dudes who are afraid of, one, being around you. And also, fucking, now you have the balls to say whatever. Like, dude, because the thing is, is, if they can't even have the balls to speak just words, then how do they have the balls to actually physically fight? It's like, there's no way. Like, there's no way you can just jump that gap, bro. So that that's the first thing is I, I always, you know, choose people around me who, you know, are are loud about the things that they believe in. They don't give a fuck. Like, yeah, I might disagree with them, but I, I respect them way more because they're open, especially if it goes against, you know, the majority's beliefs and they're willing to be by themselves. Yeah, real real men are unapologetic. Yep. Real men are unapologetic, you know, and uh, again, as I said in the beginning of this delightful conversation, my friend, um, if you're a real man, you're going to be offending the dominant narrative and the dominant narrative is men are evil also white people are bad you know government's your friend um women are the future all this horse manure like if, if you are a real man you know like this is what winston churchill said like a real man it, it has got to have hate under behind him right and it's like we're kind of at this point where I don't know what's going to happen to the West Logan. I don't know, but I'm trying. Yeah. I mean, I, it's not <laughs> even just with women either. It's just like, even with businessmen, like even being an entrepreneur, you start to see that being an entrepreneur is a very, very masculine thing, bro. You go against what everyone tells you. You go against even your own family's beliefs, your own family's belief systems. You go against everyone, bro. Um, so I think there's a lot of people who experience it through entrepreneurship or they experience it in school. You know, the, the kids who got bad grades because they didn't give a fuck. You know, those kids, you know, just like me, me and my brother, dude, we we do. We hated school, man. And we we're always get, going against the teachers, what they said, all their fucking feminist liberal beliefs. And we we're always getting in trouble. We were always the odd one, odd ones out. And starting to realize, I'm like, bro, I'm so thankful for that, bro. I'm so thankful I had the self-awareness to fucking realize and see through the bullshit. Even from day one, bro, I, I remember me watching, like, videos of Ben Shapiro when he was uh, just roasting feminists. You know, those are those are some good stuff. I don't watch Ben Shapiro that much anymore, but... Yeah, he was... You know, he's huh? 
Yeah, Ben Shapiro is entry level. Yeah, yeah, he is very entry level stuff. So it definitely got me into that, and um, you know, I was always against all the all the bullshit going on. And I started seeing it very early on, maybe because you know my parents got divorced. You know, my parents got divorced when I was like seven, yeah. um, and just seeing that, I was like, dude, I'm definitely one not getting married in the U.S. with the government involved. Fuck that shit. Don't get married, um, guys. And, and I get like Bible Belt people get mad at me because like my audience is weird cross section. I pray Christian imagery. Again, my attraction to Christian imagery was just because the aesthetics are at such, they've left the standard. But uh, obviously, I got a lot of Bible Belt people looking at my work because no one's revitalizing Christian imagery like this. But then I, I'll say things like, yeah, I'm not I'm not getting married. I mean, I might marry through the church, you know, as it should be, but I'm not bringing a government in my life. And then, like, they're all like, well, God says you have to get married. I'm like, well, actually, God says you have to get married, but you know for, for because it's good for the kids to have that two-parent systems uh statistically speaking as well but it doesn't mention the government once and, and and i always i always push him back because my like i'm very anti-government so i always push him back saying and if you're trying to bring the government in my life the state backed by um you know th those people those people <laughs> they're, they're you know, they're the ones who crucified Christ. You know, the state yep. has literally always been the enemy of real Christianity. So yep. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, read read that book. Stop just following these liberal churches, man. So I'm, I'm, I mean, just go to the actual book. You know, real work is always done by yourself, independently, when no one else is around you, when you feel lo lonely and you're doing the inner work, whether you're journaling, sketching, whatever is your form of articulating it, and getting into content that's where we're the, the the nucleus of everything is always you by yourself delving into content and actualizing it that's where every that's the nexus and that regards that's in regards to creating beautiful works of art your relationship to the spirit and god you know understanding yourself and dynamics with intersexual dynamics going out into the public space it's it's always you with the content and that's a big problem in the church man um but yeah it's uh i think i went in a different direction than your initial question no it's good it's all good man i definitely think the the viewers are definitely going to be uh interested in this because a lot of guys they uh they come obviously to learn about women and they obviously want to learn other stuff outside of that and so this is this is pretty good and i'm, I'm learning a lot of stuff as well so it's awesome. well in regards to women the basically the bottom line is the feminine spirit is not to be adopted it ruins everything women are this is so black pill and i hate being black pill in any way but american women are, are are so lascivious that i get afraid about having daughters man like mm. like e even if i know that i'll be in her life it's such a uh, the the world is so bad that i'm you like worry man you gotta yeah, I'll, I'll, I would be like, I'd rather have a i'd rather have you know back in the day daughters were immense value if they kept their chastity you know, because like literally like fathers, just like they did in the Bible Belt when some of these fathers have contacted me, like you can literally offer your daughter to a good man after you vet him. And it wasn't even up to her if she like if he liked the way she looked and he promised that he would take care of her going forward saying, OK, I've done the work. You no longer have to take care of her, you know, but but the trade out trade is that like you're bringing in like this very important connection literally through your blood. That's how it was back then. And now it's just like, 
I gotta take the best photo of me when I'm in Mexico Beach, and you know, it, it's it's and it just always baffles me the strategy of American women to, you know, because when I whenever you sit down and actually talk to a woman, what she actually wants, if you peel those onions and, and you put her guard down, her defense down, she wants that. You know, they they have like this little princess in them, all of them. They want a strong man and they want to have kids with them. They have this romantic ideal in their mind that that it that is aesthetic as well. But then you go, so your strategy is to rack up as many bodies as possible and be a whore? Like that's your strategy for this? <laughs> I just don't understand. It's, it's like they think they're going to come to some man and say, I was a slut. Like, isn't that, oh, I'm cool or some shit. And you're like, well, but that's the thing though, is they're still getting married, bro. They're still simps who are still trying to marry them, man. Yeah. But so, that's what divorce rate is, is, uh, they, they, you yeah. know, it's grown, it's grown beyond 50% now, by the way, but, oh, uh, shit. but that's why. And honestly, man, his father will become wise. That's on them. hundred percent, man. So I'm going to, I'm going to end this, end this, uh, one recording just because, um, it's kind of being gay. If you want to keep doing no, more, no, of, if you want to do more of the podcast, we definitely can. What, what's your time schedule? Um, I have like another twenty minutes, so I'll, I'll leave it up to you, man. If this is good for you, that's good for me. But if, if you want to keep chatting more shit, um, I'm 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 still tipsy, so. Okay, deal. Yeah, we can definitely we can do a live stream together on, on IG if you want, bro. Sure. Whatever. Yeah, okay. All right, let's do it. Let's send it. Okay, All right. brother. I'm going to end this. Let's do a live stream. Peace.